0: 637 that means it's time for the view from victoria with the vancouver sun's von palmer good morning to you good
1: morning jill and this park board thing (laughs) sitting here as a spectator on the sidelines This is one fascinating issue. It's not necessarily (laughs) developing the way the mayor hoped.
0: No, but he had to know there was going to be a lot of reaction, both positive and negative, to a bold move, the uh, move that he put forward.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, if he really thought it through and realized there was going to be significant opposition from former commissioners and people who don't like to see government grow in the direction of getting smaller and all that, uh, he should have thought about the timetable because, look, the mayor has the votes on council to push this ahead. It's not up to the park board to make this decision, but the mayor needs help. The He needs an amendment to provincial legislation. The Vancouver Charter is actually a provincial law, and to abolish the park board, the mayor needs the provincial government to bring in a law, amend the law, and the legislature is not sitting right now. It won't be sitting until February. And uh, 2024 is an election year, and the New Democrats will have their own agenda for that legislature sitting. And the last thing they want is some festering, troublesome, divisive issue involving a municipality. Jill, they've already got one of those with Surrey. (laughs) They don't need another one.
0: No, very, very true. Although I did get the impression when Ken Sim came on this program, uh, he did say he'd already been in discussions yep. with the province, with the premier. And, and I asked him, well, so are you sure you've already been given the assurance that this is going to be this is going to be OK? Do you have their support? And I mean, I, I not that you would come out and say, oh, no, we don't have their support at all. But it seemed like he did have he, he, he wasn't worried about it.
1: He wasn't worried. Uh, the New Democrats want to work with Ken Sim. They've had a good relationship with him, much better than they had with Kennedy Stewart, who was an actual New Democrat. So I think that's all true, but I would be surprised if the provincial government gave it to him ironclad in black and white. Uh, they, I am sure the New Democrats are watching what happened at the park board last night and they're going, How far is this opposition going to go? Is it going to take off? Are they actually going to be able to organize public opposition to the mayor, make it a big showdown, dump it into the provincial government's lap when the House sits next February? And I think that's where the question in the back of the mind of the New Democrats is is this thing going to turn into Surrey? Is it going to turn into a civic election where initially we go along with the mayor because that's what he wants, and after all, he's the mayor, and then the mayor can't get it done. Uh, It gets turned into a big festering showdown, and the provincial government is under pressure to, well, don't just rubber stamp this. Uh, Why don't you insist on a referendum in Vancouver, which would be, you know, political take it would take it off the provincial government desk why don't you ask i think this is a great question the mayor claims this is going to save staggering amounts of money i i stand to be persuaded on that you're going to get rid of a few elected park commissioners but i don't see you're necessarily going to you might reduce the amount of paperwork but i don't see where you're going to save millions so uh, yeah, I think the provincial government's inclination initially, I'm sure it was as the mayor relayed it, which was, hey, you want this? Yeah, okay, well, you know, uh, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, look at it for the spring session. But if this thing turns into the kind of showdown we saw last night mm-hmm. at the park board, all bets are off whether or not the provincial government will go along with this. And the strategists may say, well, I didn't, if mayor thought this was going to be trouble, Jill, why didn't he wait mm-hmm. to announce this and ask for it in January when there'd be less time for the opposition to organize? I mean, you know, the holiday season's coming up, so that may take a bit of the edge off of it. But, yeah, you got plenty of time, uh, and, you know, the legislature session doesn't start till the middle of February. And again, the provincial government has already, Jill, reduced the length of that session by two weeks. It's only going to sit for 10 weeks. Because the New Democrats have their eye on an election, they have an eye on a happy pre-election agenda, they do not want some kind of nasty, festering issue from the city of Vancouver distracting attention from their happy agenda in an election year.
0: And also the the kind of the optics, like you said, we saw the showdown last night with the board, the the former now ABC commissioners who aren't behind this, who said they felt kind of blindsided by it. What is this board going to do now until so like you say, February is the earliest that the province is going to deal with it if they deal with it at that point. What is the board supposed yeah. to be doing in the meantime?
1: Well, yes, uh, that's one thing. I mean, uh, the the the. Park Board has a lot of answering to do. I'm not impressed with them. I, uh, like I think a lot of people have uh, been asking, why do we even need an elected Park Board? And the record on things isn't great. But uh, there they are. And some of them have nothing better to do than, as you point out, Jill, uh, make a fuss over this thing. Uh, I noticed that uh, we've already had on social media one former member of the board, Spencer Chandra Herbert, who's an NDP MLA now, uh, expressing some sympathy for the idea of an elected park board. He was on the park board himself. And uh, some of the commissioners and ex-commissioners that are coming forward on this issue, they're not with Ken Sim's party, they're with you know, civic parties that in the past were on the left and aligned with the NDP. So, you know, those people have the ability to organize and lean on this. And they're all, uh, Jill, thinking ahead to the next uh, round of civic elections and thinking, hmm, this might be a good issue around which to organize opposition to Ken Sim and make him, like Kennedy Stewart, a one-term mayor.
0: Hmm well and, and who would have thought this would all come about because of the park board because of this this uh, elected body that's uh, a bit uh, this unique elected body
1: Yeah if you had a way of doing this overnight with your council majority and get it done and push it into the past then it makes sense politically but if it's going to drag on and on and give pause to the NDP government about whether or not it wants to be uh, a partner in doing this, uh, all bets are off. And I already think there's some people out there looking at what happened last night and say, oh, it was just a flash in the pan, you know, one blow up and people will move on and they'll forget it, uh, like they forget what happened with the Stanley Park train. Uh, well, there's the problem. You know, going forward, if it's still around as an issue when the house sits next February. I think the New Democrats, particularly the political strategists in the Premier's office, are going to be remind me again why we're doing this for Ken Sim, who isn't even in our political party.
0: Hmm. Well, it's uh, certainly not the end of the fireworks over that one. Well, let's continue now with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer with The View from Victoria. And Vaughn, we're talking about, uh, well, a bit of a throwback. It seems hard to believe we're saying that, but a COVID and respiratory briefing.
1: Yeah, COVID, respiratory briefing, Dr. Bonnie Henry, Adrian Dix, old time's sake, they're getting the band back together again to discuss respiratory season you know, I attended almost 300 of those briefings during the pandemic. But One thing is, you always find, you always heard something you didn't know and you learned a lot. They're very content heavy. And in general, the message you got was uh, need to be cautious, need to be careful, um, and some good news and some bad news. And that was the theme yesterday, uh, some good news. Uh, we had a peak uh, of COVID back in October. Um, number of COVID cases in hospitals dropping off. Cases are dropping off, but due diligence still needed. RSV is out there. And uh, we appear to be heading for a pretty rough flu season. And that doesn't peak uh, until a month or two from now. So lots to think about, lots to learn. And again, I, I say, I always come away from these things. And I go, geez, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about the connection between bird flu. And this. Oh. So uh, this was one of the things, as I said, you always learn something. So Dr. Henry, in the middle of the briefing, says, you know, we got this problem with avian bird flu. And she says, uh, anybody who has any contact with poultry or like you're working on a poultry farm, you're raising chickens, ducks, whatever, you need to get vaccinated <clears throat> because here's the concern. If you get viruses swapping back and forth between birds and people or any kind of wildlife and people, you can get mutations. And of course, there's a lot of science to suggest that was one of the factors in some of the flu viruses we've had over the years. So she, along with telling everybody else to get vaccinated, she said special message out there for anyone in uh, poultry or farming or who has contact, get vaccinated because you do not want to be the carrier for a mutation that turns into a pandemic.
0: That seems like it should get more attention, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I mean, th- these things go on for a long time, you
1: know, and, and you go... I mean, some people, I think, are, are taking it fairly blasé now. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that era is behind us, and let's move on to another storyline. Uh, to some degree, in British Columbia, we can, I don't think complacent is the right attitude, but we can say, yes, we're doing better. Uh, for example, our vaccination rate, we are told, Jill, is double that of Ontario. Now, there's still a significant number of British Columbians who aren't vaccinated. And I think the two things to think about that came through on the briefing yesterday was, first of all, holiday season is coming up. People are getting together. That is the vehicle in the forum for spreading flu, RSV, and COVID. So think about that. And as Dr. Henry said, just because you don't feel threatened, by covid maybe you've already had a mild case and it was mild she said my mild case of covid is not necessarily somebody else's seniors the vulnerable immunocompromised people all and many people have those in their family uh, you need to think about them just cuz you may get a mild case and and pass it on it may not be mild for them and the other thing she said was she talked about young people that You know, uh, some of these viruses hit young people pretty hard. We're vaccinating infants from six months and up. And little children, uh, young people, uh, it it, it breaks the assumption that, you know, these viruses just ravage people the older they get. Some of them do. Some of them hit young people pretty hard. So lots to think about there. Uh, As I said, you know, we can... uh, We can debate the future of this. Um, Last question, I think, uh, Jill, was, how long are we going to be living with this? And Dr. Henry said, honestly, we don't actually know yet what the arc for COVID is. We know flu comes every year, and it's different every year. We don't really know what COVID is going to settle into. But for now, you should be thinking about getting vaccinated, think about getting boosters. It does ensure that if you get it, and many people do, uh, it'll be a mild case, more likely to be a mild case. You need to think about as well, who might I be passing it on to? And are they in as good health as I am?
0: Yeah, and it's an interesting well, when you say that, too, about looking at young people in different groups, because that's always been the messaging about flu. And people seem to be OK with that. It seems though with COVID, there, there's a bit yeah. more people are tend to get the, their backs up sometimes a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, she said it yesterday. She said some young people can get this pretty severe. It can be a very severe case. And and again, that, that sounds counterintuitive. As always, BC Center for Disease Control website has uh, a lot of information for anybody who wants to look at it, who wants to think at it, who has specific questions. Uh, I Usually they post a summary of the material they gave to the news media yesterday. But um, again, there are... Uh, frequently asked questions and places you can contact and I think really what just came through was we've gotten where we are today which is one of the highest vaccination rates in North America in British Columbia. We've gotten to where we are with comparably good statistics on COVID and flu. Our hospitals right now are not overwhelmed although they're crowded and so think about, you know, getting vaccinated and uh, you really need a very good reason not to be, because even if it doesn't seem to threaten you, unless you're having zero contract with, contact with the rest of the human race, you might want to think about getting vaccinated just so you're less risk of passing on a bad case to somebody else.
0: All right, Vaughn, thank you so much. We'll check in with Bye-bye. you again tomorrow.